It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Julie Andrews. calm than most people in general mm-hmm. i'm like always like oh something's gonna happen like, <laughs> kind of... but is your uncalm nervous i don't know or is it just like almost like um like a lawful chaotic you know like uh i think at one time maybe it was that but it's kind of degenerated into like nervousness mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think my way out of nervousness now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about my inner world as like another realm yeah. to create and be and it's changing me and I feel like okay, I think I can be calmer like this. I think I get an inverted nervousness. Oh yeah. Versus are you do you think that you're more in I'm jittery. Extroverted I like, like an extroverted <laughs> ner- yeah, like a jumpy. more yeah. Whereas I just like I like close off and just get like. Mm, You're like, uh huh. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I brought that up, but I just like, I'm I'm trying new uh, characteristics on, like uh-huh. that would be helpful as opposed to like buying more clothes because I'm trying not to spend right now. So, like, <laughs> as what? opposed to, yeah, <laughs> I can dress myself up for free. <laughs> I'm sitting here and I forgot to turn on the notes. What is wrong with me? Um, I noticed something really cool the other day. What did you notice? I was like lightly looking at our Twitter stuff for the show. And I noticed that like the Muppet Wiki that we use to like do this show is following us. Oh, really? On social media. And I was like, that's so cool. That is cool. That's probably because they follow like anything related to Muppet. Probably just like, yeah, if you have Muppet in your name. But like, I thought it was so neat because like we couldn't do this show without it. Oh, the yeah. way that we do it, you know, like the way that we do it. No. Okay, so we watched the. Ju- okay, first of all, it's first time all, to watch the Muppets. It's time to watch, <laughs> and I have to say, we watched it. Yeah. And it was la- literally laugh out loud, funny, it was. fun, terrific, tasteful. When Julie Andrews speaks, when Julie Andrews sings, I melt uh-huh. into a puddle, and then I turn into a daisy. And I dance around. You grow into... You melt and then grow into a new... Into a flower of sorts. I feel so happy when she sings. It just... It does something to my heart. I feel it directly in my heart. I completely agree. This episode (laughs) was very... was like absolutely something special. There were moments that I did not love about this episode. But I still liked them a lot. Oh my god. Even though they like were not necessarily for me. And in the book, we've learned that she's married to Lord Grade, right? The Uh guy who, like, finances all of Jim's ventures. Yeah. I don't know where you are in the book. You are ahead of me. I just started chapter 13 on my way here, actually. wow. So I am pretty far. Good. Where are you? Do you remember? I'm very fraggly right now. Oh, I just started Fraggles. Just started Fraggles. And it's cool because did you know that there's a new Fraggles series that's starting on Apple TV next week? No. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah. And, and it's so cool. It was like geared to be an international series. Yeah. Fraggles is iconic 80s. It's so cool how he doesn't start anything without the mission of like making an impact of 
like, like culturally with he hearts wants and to soul. Bring something and, good. Yeah. yeah. There's never like a oh I thought it'd be funny. Mm-hmm. And this or, is what or, I like. Oh, you know, the merch we can sell is yeah. not his first thing. It took it's him a insane. while to even feel comfortable with selling merchandise. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, can you deny that the Muppets aren't perfect merch? Oh, absolutely. H- hello? Yeah, I was, like, thinking about, like, how much stuff we have, like, Doug, collectively, too. We are going to eventually go on to that Muppet Creator Facebook and order a Gonzo. We're going we're to have to make, yeah. We have to have a Gonzo yes. at least. I almost and then a we'll Gonzo collect a Gonzo t-shirt yesterday. Nice. Are you here for Gonzo? Because I'm, I'm here, here for Gonzo. Gonzo. I should Actually, go back no. Ryan. You shouldn't make it. Because how about I make us a shirt on my Cricut and I'll design something. Love it. Do okay, it. Okay, let's do, do it. it. Do I'll it. Then do, do that. It. All right, let's start. <laughs> All right, let's start. Cold open. Scooter stops by the dressing room to call for Julie Andrews. She tells Scooter that she'll be ready so long as nobody else drops in. Of course, several monsters then drop from the ceiling. I like this. Uh, this episode was weird with Scooter. I feel like there was a lot of Scooter. He was a not annoying to me, though. He was not annoying. Julie Andrews was so charming that it washed away and any annoyance that Scooter brings. Did they change his jacket a little bit? I don't or think clean so. it? Maybe they put it in Maybe the washing machine. Maybe it's been clean. It does look fresh. Yeah, it looks fresh. It does look very fresh. So then next up, Julie sings The Lonely <gasps> Goat Herd. And I just... From Rodgers and Hammerstein's yole, yole. Sound of Music. Is that this one? Yes. And I when I tell you... It. I watched this episode with my wife, and I said to her... My wife! Seen, Sorry. <laughs> I've never seen The Sound of Music, like, front to big, like, beginning to end. I have a special through. edition box set if you want to watch. I'd, I'd be happy to come over. I told her, I'm like, I've seen The Hills Are Alive. <laughs> I've seen the introductions that the kids do. And then I've seen, like... I a, am... I've seen that. I'm 16, yeah. yeah. And then I've seen the, um... At the end, like, when they're running away from the Nazis with the nuns <laughs> and stuff. I've seen all of that. <laughs> But I don't know, like, what happens in the center. You know? Yeah, a lot of filler. So then I said to her, I'm like, is this song in that movie? And she goes, yeah. It's like, of course it's in that movie. Yeah. And I was like, I only know this from But they Stefani's slowed it down. Wind It Up. Wind It Up. Oh, my God. They took the that song from Wind It Up? With, the song starts with this. Oh, it's, my. Oh, yeah. And then she you goes. You know what? That was an era of Gwen Stefani I that I, like, kind of skipped, though. <laughs> This is the key that makes us wind up. Yeah. yeah, so I was I was enamored by this sketch. This, this is shit so good. It's bananas. P A N sorry. Yes, this was terrific. Um I watch I'm like, what did I watch that I saw somebody yodel? But I watched some like BS show on Paramount about like singing drag queens and one of them yodeled. Paramount has some weird stuff, yeah. man. Do you know that I just watched all of As Told by Ginger on Paramount? <gasps> That's such a good man. show. Was it good? Does it hold up? It holds up. We were almost like almost to tears by the series finale. Get out. It was that good. It was great. Definitely big recommendation. Okay. Big recommendation. Okay, like back to Sound of Music. But yes, yeah, 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 yeah. this song Oh, and I just, I wanted it to end, but I also didn't want it to end. I loved all the moving pieces of it. One of the things that I thought was really strange, though, was that there was another pig girl in it, who was obviously not Miss Piggy. Did she have an afro? Yes. She had, like, a very curly hair. Yeah, it was weird. But she was also, like, noticeably smaller. Like, she looked, like, to scale. (laughs) She was was littler than Miss Piggy, too. It was, like. Miss Piggy stunt double. It was her standing. Yeah, like, yeah. Like they put her on an apple box, and that's just who they have to play Miss Piggy. <laughs> oh my! And she didn't sing. No. 
Yeah. She didn't have a chance to because she was oh, yeah, the girl with the little over. Go hurt, and then oh, the yeah. goats, you know, go off or whatever. Oh, God, that was the so goats go off. Good. We do you think we need to go back and watch the Julie Andrews Muppet special? I think we should try to find all of these little specials because yeah. they do talk so heavily. I did look that up. I have in 1973 they were on an episode of Julie Andrews Hour. Mm-hmm. They mentioned that in the book. Yes. Yeah, I remember them mentioning that Jim was going to have to hop a plane to go. Like, so much of the book is, like, literally Jim Henson, like, jet-setting. Like, running to New York really quick and then having to go to Los Angeles to go make sure that whatever moving parts are, you know, continuing to travel yeah. along there. And then flying to Los Angeles. And then coming home to Maine to go on a ski trip. Like, I know. There's so much of this, like... Volleying back and forth. I know. It was, oh, he was inspired me so much. So, like, he, he, like, well, now he's kind of a little out of hand with his spending, we find out later. But, like, he always Uh, had, like, the car he wanted. Yeah. You know? Whatever stop that he was Mm -hmm. in. Like, because he was very frugal. He wasn't, like, a big spender at first. But also, kind of like cake and eat it. Yeah. Like, you know, because he did have the success that he wanted and he still. Had the family he wanted, and literally he dated around also. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was everything that he wanted. He, he had. was a fast guy. It was. <laughs> it's very strange to yeah. like. I don't know. And then, he, the, like, I think it's mentioned in the book where he's like, "I always knew that I would be successful." Uh huh. I can't. I, I feel like success for me growing up was such an abstract thing I kind of didn't even know what it was uh-huh. I mean I'm still defining it That's for myself a, now but it's like very much a a white collar thing a white yeah. male thing oh I was gonna I say white collar too. Like, I don't have that energy about me but like that like you know what I mean like a white man in the 60s like oh I'm He's gonna like, be a I success can do anything yeah and, and to, to be a white man in the 60s uh-huh. must have been amazing. He faked his way to the middle and then blew up from there. But you he know? was confident. I mean, when they talk about him sort of like taking over for like the puppet class that he had with Jane. And uh-huh. She was older. He was a freshman. Yeah. You know, like, whoa. I just sent you that picture the other day of Sam, Sam? of Sam and Friends. Yeah, but J.P. Gross is kind of like a Sam and Friends version. He looks like a weirdo, like a, like a, like a... He kind of looks like our friend's uncle plus Sam and friends. I thought you were going to say a booger. <laughs> you love to say that things look like a booger. <laughs> His face kind of looks like a booger. He does look like a booger. Anyway, let's go. All right. So uh, Kermit happens upon a live cow backstage. He calls for Scooter asking what the cow is doing there. Scooter suggests that it may have snuck in. Kermit states cows don't sneak, snake sneak. Kermit then asks Scooter to find out who it belongs to. So Scooter asks the cow... Who do you belong to? That is the funniest thing it Scooter has ever done. And I almost felt like, oh, Scooter, you're kind of cute today. Yes. I, Scooter, you look cute today. Scooter I don't know what was, it is. He was on his cute <laughs> shit in this one episode. This one episode. Oh, God. So then Muppets News Flash, the newsman reports on a plane carrying sports equipment that was forced to jettison some cargo, including 10,000 ping pong balls and one bowling ball. I love any time they drop some shit on this guy's head. Me too. Always a classic. It, it is a classic. I love your real notes. I just... I feel like we... I'm not sure where this joke falls now. But there's some... They keep going back and forth with the cow. And Kermit says they're going to love this in in Jersey. Oh, yeah. They meant Jersey in England. Right? Yeah. They totally meant Jersey. Yeah. Not New Jersey. Yeah. They didn't mean it in New Jersey. And I love that. I think I was talking about the squeeze song that does that, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's interesting to hear to, like, now... After reading the book so far and all of this, to realize how English 
some parts that are not even necessarily written for England are mm-hmm. in this show. You know? Yeah. Like, some of these guests, we looked at them and we're like, who the hell is this person? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Some British shit. Some but I love, British shit. I love that British shit, though. So Gonzo's act. Gonzo performs Ein Klein Music Knocked. Knocked oh, yeah. music, sorry. On the bagpipes while sitting on a flagpole, which is eventually toppled by a chewing beaver. I loved that as the bit, I, too. It, this was so bizarre and fun. This kind of reminded me and made me think like back to the first season and how they're just getting it right this season yes. now. They are hitting yeah. their marks. They figured out every the character's beat, the marks, flow, the timing, everything. everything. It's perfect. It is perfect. Yes. This is the this is like the prime example of a perfect episode of the Muppet Show. They're comfortable being the Muppets. And you can tell the cool. actors are the Muppets. Yes. And it's so cool to see this so close to the Elton John episode, too, that we also deemed another like yes. perfect example of what this show can be, will be, should be. This Julie Andrews episode is one of my tops. Mm-hmm. Top, top, top. Yeah. Without, without, without a doubt. Gonzo, fresh, fresh off his recent failure, informs Kermit that his next set of bagpipes will be made out of beaver skin. <laughs> oh, oh, I almost forgot to mention, and maybe I should have taken notes. Mm-hmm. Um, that beaver, I'm like... This is this is probably like an Emmett Otter reject. Oh, puppet, for sure. Or like right? you know, they're using puppets and incorporating faces and Muppets. The that... way they've uh, they've built their style, and now they're incorporating it throughout other yeah, pieces too. Exactly, and they they have a Muppet animal that they introduce now, and like, like that's that. like I'm listening to the book, and they're talking so much about the labyrinth and about like the dark crystal. Yeah, and how, like those two things didn't work so well. Because they were missing certain charms, like that they knew what they were all doing with these Muppets. How come they couldn't you know, translate, translate it, yeah. it in those Muppets? But I think it's like the same old guys, how they say that in the book. Because right uh-huh. now I'm in the part of the book where, you know, Fraggle is being sort of discussed and like Jim gave his house up for those folks to, to write. Mm-hmm. I think, you know what I mean? Um, and we haven't heard about the labyrinth yet in the book, but yeah. like... It's just every progress, the caper, the Muppet film, Mm -hmm. you know, and I have to say another, put a pin in what I'm saying, but Mm -hmm. they mention in the book that in that great caper film, Uh which I have not seen. Still never seen it myself either. There is, the ending scene has like as many, like 250 Muppets, like Mm -hmm. every Muppet. So I'm like, wait, we need to pause it and look for Wayne and Wanda. Yes, we, we have to we look have to. for all the Muppets. Find where they put them. Yeah. Def- they definitely have to be At there. least Wanda. I don't really care about Wayne, but like <laughs> definitely I want to see some Wanda. Jennifer. All of the characters. Oh my god, Jennifer. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're, they're kind of talking about that. And then they like did a special after working on, I guess, the Dark Crystal for a while. And mm-hmm. they went back to playing, quote, those same old guys. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. It's like they're so comfortable in those roles. That's a part of them. It's so yeah. Point, you know? It comes so natural. It's familiar, versus like the yeah. experiment and the trial and error of creating these new characters mm-hmm. like the Skeksis and all of that stuff for and he both of those other series. Uh, like movies, these whatever. worlds, but I, I haven't watched The Dark Crystal in a while, but like Labyrinth is such a cool movie, but the storyline is barely there. It's barely anything. And that's what a lot of the complaints come yeah. to when you get It to is that like a fairy tale. There's no that's surprises. Cool, but... There's no surprises in the book when you go to things like that because we do we are familiar enough with yeah. them 
that you're like, yeah, obviously that didn't work. Mm-hmm. I can tell that that didn't work when I was watching it as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is kind of flimsy. The songs are great. Like, the they're scenes undeniable. Are great. The, the songs scenes are great. are great. It's just the story just is lackluster. It's, there's nothing there. And it there, sucks. Yeah, exactly. And, like, there's a lot of, like, running scenes and moving scenes. Like, the part of Labyrinth when she falls down into all those hands and, like, all those hands. Yeah. Like, to, like the, talk to her. Uh-huh. That is unbelievable. The other, the, the idea that that Muppet with witch with all the stuff on her back mm-hmm. does the junkyard and it looks like Jennifer Connelly's room in the movie. Like, yeah. I love that stuff. You know, I forgot about the hands. Those are like purely mum and chan's things, I, right? Like, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's so cool. And like David Bowie is so cool and, and all of it. And like the ingredients were there. It's just like the writing it just, mm-hmm. you know, it was no Star Wars. Maybe maybe he should have collaborated with Lucas and or at, or Lucas's wife in that way, depending yeah. on who wrote the original Star Wars. <laughs> I can't understand how this book has no touch on Star Wars. Yes, it does a bit. It hardly it feels like yeah. it should like considering there's three Star Wars films and in each movie they like the Henson production like created new things each time. Like Yeah. So Especially with like um Jedi. I know. Like all the freaky creeps in the cantina. They you don't know, talk like, about Max it. Max Rebo, yeah. all that stuff. I don't understand. Well, maybe there'll be like a little appendix for it at the end or something. Yeah. I'm curious to know if maybe there's another book I could seek out after. Yeah, about, you know, like, about that. Yeah. I did like the how it came to be that Frank Oz was Yoda. It was like they wanted Jim to do it, but it was he recommended Frank. And honestly, I'm so glad he did. Mm-hmm. Not only because of the unfortunate situation that you know Jim yeah. isn't with us anymore, yeah. but the fact that Frank Oz is perfect in that role. Yes, Frank Oz. Every time that they quote him, he's such a ballbuster. Like he's <laughs> such a dickhead sometimes. And it's so funny how he'll like. They quote him like giving Jim shit, and then he's like, "Man, eh, in the long run, it worked." You know, like. He's like, he's like, I shouldn't have been the second director. I don't know what Jim was thinking. And I was just making everything worse for everybody. You know, Jim should have fired me. He was right. And then it's just like, but he didn't want to because he wanted to like help Frank do those things. Like when they're talking about the Dark Crystal and he's like, none of it, like he basically says that he hated the movie. Yeah. None of it was going to work in his opinion. And he's like, and it didn't, but you know what? Jim had a good time making it. Like there's yeah. no like ill will anywhere. He's just like a cranky old man. From... I know. And Dark Crystal has way less of a cult following than Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. Like, way less. Especially, like, in, like, that of our generation disgusting, like, hot topic marketability. Like, yeah. they made Labyrinth shit forever. And I get that, Jim. I would be... I wish we could have conversation with Jim for so many reasons. But one of the questions I had for him was, you want to make this epic film. Mm-hmm. And you need, like... I remember he had to ask Lord Grade for over $15 million or something for this movie. Mm-hmm. And I get that it's coming from a place that you want to do it and put it out there. But, like, maybe... I, I don't know. Maybe it could have been done in a more, like, lower budget way. Or uh-huh. a more, like, art house. Like, it didn't have to be, like, a mainstream release. Yeah, like, you like, weren't always... Working with budgets like that, and you were making great things. Yeah, and know? I know what they wanted more—the robotics and the this and the uh-huh. that. But I just feel like I guess I guess it's okay that he was selfish, though, because you know what—he was coming up with all this other stuff, and he had 
become an a, you know an employer and created a whole business yeah. around it. And it's like he did that it for himself. Where... And Frank is, I guess, is right to say something like that. Jim had a good time making it. Uh huh. So hey, who cares? Everybody got paid. Everyone ends up getting paid. The <laughs> it Muppets, all worked and, you out. know, yeah. That was a little rant about that, but it's like it didn't destroy the company. That, why like, they not, had a Jim? Flop. You know, go yeah. ahead, make your movie. Yeah, you'll have other opportunities because there's nobody like you. And I mean, the wildest thing is to say that that movie was a flop, and now it's got a cult status, and it spawned a Netflix yeah. television series, a series of books and comics, and all like. So it's weird it's how living things find on now, other yeah. lives. Anyway, exactly. It's like it's like you know that old sort of adage where you know nothing's a failure. Uh huh. And and maybe it's true in some way. It just turns into something else. I mean, it's just ahead you of created time. something. Yeah. And you know, if you, it might you know go on and have a new life. Maybe not the one that you intended for it, but mm-hmm. maybe you won't even be around to see it have that life. Unfortunately, you I know? know, like. I know. Somewhere in a parallel universe, Jim Henson is still with us. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Rolf the dog plays Moon Knight Sonata as the moon rises in the background. This is... I swore that this was Chopin, but it's Beethoven. Yeah. Um, because... You don't... You don't, You never played Resident Evil? And you go into the room and you have to <laughs> find the pages? I forgot that that's like a component of that game. I should play that when I get home. You I have, have it on played the Switch. it. Just I play like it all me, the time. Yeah. On every single console I've you've never ever been it. able to play like, on it. Beat yeah, it, no. beat it. I've never beat it. I've I've gotten the furthest I've gotten is to the electric shark. The sh- I think. Oh, I like, hate that yeah. too. At the, I've gotten to the <laughs> final boss at on the DS one. I don't even know what the final boss looks like. It's like a big fuck up monster. Oh, maybe I. Um, I don't know. But I swore that this was Chopin because I thought that that's why Danny Carvey sings Chopin Broccoli oh, yeah. when he plays Moon Knight Chopin Sonata. Broccoli. Yeah, I thought it was Chopin, like Chopin. Yeah, yeah, like I'm Chopin Broccoli. Mm-hmm. I really thought that that's what he was getting at when he did that, but oh well. Um, next, we Julie. have a talk spot. Talks about Kermit and Julie try to have a conversation about what the Muppets do for entertainment, but they get caught in watching Kermit, watching Muppets fly back and forth overhead. It's interesting that this episode brought back some like less than stellar bits from season one. At the dance and the talk after spot. this we go to at the dance. But they're trying something new with at the dance, and this is probably one of the funnier at the dances. I really liked it. I really really liked it. <laughs> And because it was that... You know what the thing is about, right? It's like complaints about... The thing about you is... No, that's... That's not this at the dance. This at the dance is Gonzo Sings. Oh! There's like lyric. You're skipping ahead, dude. Spoiler. So I, watched, I watched two episodes. <laughs> Spoiler alert. And one may be a little more fresh in my mind. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess we'll get to that part. At the dance, Gonzo tries to find a date singing Won't Somebody Dance With this Me. This was so awkwardly whatever. I liked chicken. it, though. I like this a lot. The whole chicken thing at the end is just like, oh my this episode is also is like the B story is that Gonzo will get down with any barnyard animal. Yeah. Because he's trying to take that cow home too. He's definitely open. So, <laughs> I thought it was kind of neat that he gave lyrics to the at the dance song. Yeah. You know? I don't know I that like they wrote Gonzo. them or that they... You know, Gonzo really can't do 
too many things wrong in my he really eyes. Can't. He's like, he really I'm can't. kind of here for him. He sang in an at the dance, <laughs> which like is it one of the things that we usually don't like is like anytime there's like a random song that we don't know, but you know, yeah. <laughs> and it's at the dance. But at least it was Gonza. Yes, exactly. And did you see? Uh, we let him get away with Kermit everything. and Piggy were dancing with two different people. Yes. He was Kermit was dancing with Miss Muffy or whatever her name uh-huh. is, Miss Maisel. No, <laughs> and then uh, Piggy Mrs. was dancing Maisel. with Pork. <laughs> Chop or whatever. Pigs in space guy. Link hogthrob. Hogthrob. And also, I like the idea of uh, Kermit dancing with Mrs. Maisel. And like, she just (laughs) doesn't stop talking the whole time. And she's like, and she gets herself into trouble. Um, Next, we go to our UK spot. I just can't shut up. I I love that show and hate it at the same time. She does not shut up. Oh my god. She just does... She just gets herself in so much trouble. I haven't watched since the first season. Oh, really? Yeah. Fourth season starts in a couple weeks. No, I can't continue on with storylines with shows. Like a situ, like a sit down. Uh-huh. Well, and also that show hasn't been on since COVID either. Like a so sit down. Uh huh. <laughs> show no. You know what I do? I watch shows like I watched Euphoria on HBO, and you know what I do the whole time? I just skip ahead every ten seconds. I'm like, all right, move along, and I just speed watch these shows because I'm like. Euphoria, I want to see what happens, but I don't even know why at this point, because it's just like, that whole, like, bad kids doing drugs in high school and being stupid, Uh, I have, I do not care about that. It's so dumb. I watch it for the clothes. Uh There's a lot of great looks on that show. Luke's, lurks. And I think Hunter Schaefer is a hottie, so Uh watch it like that. I've never seen Euphoria. It does strike me as one of the few things where I'm like, that is, I'm too old for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I no, don't I think I can watch old. it. I think I am too old. Yeah, I'm too old. And that said, I You're just, right. I told you I watched all of As Told by Ginger the other day. Um, <laughs> a show it, that was never meant for me. But it's not appealing. It's like, yeah. there's no draw in that show to you. Yeah. So, anyway. The UK spot. Lubak Lou and his Jug Hugger sing Borneo. This was terrific. It was terrific. On every front. It's so funny that, like, these weird Jug Band bits are, like, like we say every time, it's like pure Americana. Is but the, UK the Beatles spot. do so the weird. song "Rocky Raccoon," which is like yeah. like that sort of like backwoods. Mm-hmm. Like I think, you know, John Lennon was like really obsessed with that. Yeah. In in America, and I'm sure there was a thing about it. Just like there's plenty of people over here who idolize, you know, British. Oh, whatever. I love like English shit. Yeah, like yeah. I I want to like. Go to England and pick up one of the accents. And just, there was like, like a casually... period of time in like the late aughts where I was like exclusively watching like British British science yeah, fiction. Yeah, like oh my god, same. I watched like, like the Misfits. Uh-huh. I watched like oh my god, I watched the Inbetweeners. That's Do you remember like, the Fades? I love yes. that one. Like, oh my god! Not only English shows, but sh- English shows that were failures. Yeah, I'm watching these shows that are six episodes. No what conclusion. about the original uh, Shameless? Yes. Yep. Oh my god, the original Shameless is like just as bad as the yeah. original Shameless. It's like, <laughs> that show. Little Britain, all those, brain. like, tons of that. Megan, like, we learned what chaps were, remember? Yes. The other day, okay, do you remember Little Britain, then Little Britain USA? Oh, yeah. Then for BBC and HBO, they made Come Fly With Me. Uh huh, definitely. Why does Matt Lucas get away with playing a character, a woman in blackface on that show? I don't know. I don't, and like he's now ho- the co-host of the Great British Bake Off. I fully forgot that he played a woman in blackface on Come Fly Was it with a me. Jamaican woman? Yes. Yeah. Who ran like a pretzel stand in the airport? 
Yeah, but Chris Lilly did something similar. I mean, he does And Chris Lilly got does... fully canceled. Like, yeah, Chris no Lilly... one will, you know... Yeah. He because makes his own shit. Because so... isn't Jamee has an Asian mom and a uh-huh. uh, South African dad. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jonah from Tonga. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all that. And he played, um... He the gays didn't get mad and he played Mr. G, though. I love... I was here for <laughs> Mr. G. Mr. G's the best. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can bring it full circle. When Mr. J uses his Kermit voice. Oh, yeah. How good are you? I can't even do him doing his Kermit voice. He does his Kermit voice when he gets excited. Anyway, so many great British shows. Julie sings song for Kermit to Kermit in her dressing room. This is the song that they mentioned. Yeah, when I was a... The Julie You were a tadpole and I was a fish. Yeah. It is a weird song, cute song. I didn't love it. I love Julie Andrews' voice, so she can sing anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I was talking about. It's like a snoozer, but it's still a delight. Yeah. Like, like would I have fine. preferred her to sing something from Mary Poppins yes. or something like that? Absolutely. As long as it's not... Feed, but, like, this is Feed the Birds for this episode. I hate Feed the Birds. Feed the just, Birds, Toppins is a good song. No. No. It's the Cheer Up Charlie of Mary Poppins. No, 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 no. Cheer yes, up, you can't even compare Cheer Up Charlie, which is the same moment. To feed the it's the t- same moment to the me. The birds poppins. I know. It's the same thing to me. It's boring. It's sleepy. Yeah. You like them the little It makes sense because it is sung right after they have like pure chaos dance party in cartoon. His British accent is is commented on a lot. His Cockney accent. He's terrible. He's great, but yeah, that is terrible. I loved watching him do that. I don't even care. Sam the Eagle giving his best Joseph McCarthy impersonation delivers an editorial on conservationists. He is against them, but changes his mind when he finds he's endangered. It's like very stupid. Very Um, stupid. Very cute. I I got a, it was a long way there, but I did get a laugh at the end. Yes. That's what I'm finding with his bits, that they are, like, a little long-winded, but they're yeah. kind of, the payoff is usually there. Yeah, but I guess if I was a person who wasn't exposed to, like, cell phones and social media mm-hmm. and have no attention span, I would be fine. That's the problem with a lot of this, is yeah. we're watching it through the lens, our lenses. We have less patience today. We have way less patience. And less attention span. Like, I always mention like happy endings is one of my favorite tv shows and it is literally so densely written a joke a minute that you bah, bah, it keeps bah, bah, your bah. attention I, by well, making jokes happy and endings is the it's best like show. snapping its fingers in front of your eyes like look here look here look here there's I jokes i don't know a better you know? show like that than that show mm-hmm. like over friends over anything yeah i don't care i love happy endings gonzo comes backstage in search of the cow they had a date <laughs> scooter tells gonzo that the cow is gone so he decides to phone a chicken instead Kermit arrives, but curious to know where the cow has gone, Scooter says he finally found someone willing to take the cow, the Swedish chef. The chef readies the cow for butchering. When they show the cow with all of its, like... Oh, my God, yeah. It's, like, Line chalk strong, marks yeah. on it of, like, the... Where the cuts are. Whatever you call, like, yeah, a the shank rump, or rump. Yeah. yeah, all that. That... I thought that was very <laughs> funny. And I didn't... I didn't know that I found cows so endearing. Cows are so cute. Literally why my girlfriend stopped eating meat because we stayed on a farm in, uh, uh, like, near Lake George. And the face the that ca- these cows are I making know. the whole time. They're beautiful animals. Beautiful. And they're, like, lovely people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> cows are lovely people, man. <laughs> Muppets Lab, Dr. Bunsen, I need you to introduce <laughs> the newest invention, hair growing tonic. This was so funny. So funny. They're really I, nailing their dynamic. And the, the way it's like 
uh, he presents it as like, I created hair growing tonic, and of course, here comes the best candidate for this, uh, Beaker, my yeah. assistant. And it's like, bro, Beaker has a full tuft of hair on his head. You are bald. <laughs> a full, he's you are full bald. tuft. <laughs> like, yeah. What are you doing? Exactly. You should be the tester. So Come on, funny. Man. He just giggled to all smugly. He was like, oh. <laughs> I think that these oh early God. Beaker and Bunsen's are so much better They're than the more modern so ones. Like, funny. Watching the newer Muppet show, I was like, yeah, this is funny. But, like, these are, like, like more clever and, like, they're much cuter. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. I'm them. not as familiar with the newer sketches, but I think these are really cute yeah. and funny. And <laughs> poor Beaker. In the newer ones, they're, like, more destructive. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, we're going to, like, pin Beaker to a wall and, like, shoot things at him. Yeah, yeah. and poor it's guy. like, oh, wow, it, it hurt him. I yeah. can't believe it, you know? <laughs> Scooter tells Kermit that the Flying Zucchini Brothers have agreed to take the cow with the intention of <laughs> turning him into a human cannonball. was everything. This was literally everything. And they do, like, fake italian accents. Uh-huh. Oh, Zucchini I love Brothers this. remind me of, like, Muppet, char- M- Muppet characters. Jesus Christ. Sesame Street, like, yeah. extras. You remember, like, Death the magician on Sesame oh, Street? Oh, yeah. He's a la peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> Isn't that his, like, alakazam? I love it. Julie, joined by the monster, sings, I whistle a happy tune. She's such a good whistler. Mm -hmm. I think the button at the end of this bit was very funny. Even her whistle sounds like magic. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I bet you her farts sound like lovely strings of music. It's very weird that, like, we still have Julie in. I'm obsessed with her. You know what I mean? Like, she's still around. She's still working. She's still I would love that somebody, like... I don't, like, want to meet a lot of famous people. I would love to meet Julie Andrews and just be like, Julie! Think about all the great things that she's done and, like, touched and, like, all... Like, she has cultural landmarks throughout, like, history. I just love her. The Sound of Music, Mary Poppins, but also, like, then there's, like, the Princess uh, Diaries (gasps) movies. Yes, exactly. And stuff like that. Like, it's kind of great. She's... Julie Andrews is the... One of the... the, It's, like, the queen from Shrek, even. Oh, my gosh! Yes, she is! She's Fiona's mom. Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, she... Doesn't have to be in all of these fantastic yes, she things, does. Yes, but she, she does. is. It's great. It's great. Oh it's gosh. so weird. I love her. So at closing, Julie mentions to Kermit that she has lost her cow. Shortly thereafter, the sound of a cannon being fired is heard. Aww. I think there's a great way to end that. The cow. Uh... The Zucchini Brothers are so funny. They're like my cousins. <laughs> my cousins <laughs> I don't see from Hoboken. No. <laughs> <laughs> You know those guys up there. Oh, my God. This episode was so... A plus. Terrific. A plus. So where are we? When do we watch the next, like, Muppet movie? Like... We won't watch the Muppet movie until, until season, three. season three to four. Okay. It's like the bridge. Unless we decide to do something special and we want to watch something stupid, whatever. But that's where it falls in our timeline. It's between season three and three. And... Three and three. <laughs> 23 and me. Season 3 and 4. <laughs> so after the credits, did you watch the end of the credits? Yes! Gonzo is seen inviting the cow out for either movie or steak. I thought that was pretty funny, very too. Very good. This cow is so cute looking. Like, it's just like... Aww. Very, like, soulful eyes. Uh, on Nickelodeon, Sam's speech about ecology Thank was cut. God. I wouldn't want to watch that as a kid. Boring. Right. You need to watch the that documentary on Nickelodeon. Which documentary? Oh, this, I think it's called Splat. 
Orange. Or like the Orange Years. Yeah, the, the book years. is called Splat. The movie's called Definitely the watch years. The Orange Years. Very I good. I do. I want to watch it. I really do. Very good. Well, next week, we're going to watch the J.P. Morgan episode, episode 218 of Not The Not J.P. Show. Morgan, the bank. Uh, the whole thing was very was confusing. So confused. Why is she called J.P. Morgan? Yeah. Never heard of her in my life. Uh, so, J.P. She was lovely, but... Megan, spoilers. I didn't mean to you say that You can't give an opinion her. on next week's episode yet. J.P. has trouble dealing with the wackiness of the show, especially with the constant explosions. Matters take a turn for the worse when J.P. Gross arrives at the theater for an inspection. So gross. Yeah, just plain gross. <laughs> uh, so yeah, join us next week as we watch the J.P. Morgan episode. Uh, you can. We have cool T-shirts that you can buy. There's a link in the notes. You can follow us on social media at ITTWTM. Reach out to us. Talk to us. Tell Send us, us if you're email. walking, watching along. Send us a DM. Yeah. Be our Slide friends. into the DMs. Uh, I guess that's it. Thanks. Until next time. Thanks for the call, Kermit.